You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode will be talking about Sisters of Mercy, Floodland. On the line, I have Rob. Yeah, you do. It's me. Jackson. Hello. Solange. Don't done. And Kyle. Well, hi. Floodland is the second studio album by the English goth rock band, the Sisters of Mercy. It was released on the 16th of November, 1987 through Merciful Release and internationally distributed by WEA with Elektra Records. Uh, the genre is goth rock and dark wave. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Chris True. While the goth scene in England was picking up commercial steam in the mid-80s, the Sisters of Mercy may have seemed quiet, but they roared back with 1987's Floodland. Opening with the driving two-part hymn, Dominion Mother Russia, Sisters leader Andrew Eldrick creates a black soundscape that is majestic and vast. While the earlier Sisters releases were noisy, sometimes harsh affairs, Floodland is filled with lush production thanks to Meatloaf writer-producer Jim Steinman and the New York Choir Society. The lyrical imagery is both scary and glorious. The slower tracks like Flood in 1959 are some of the best ethereal sounds goth has to offer and the downright regal this corrosion is one of the best songs of the genre uh definite milestone all right what do we think of sisters of mercy floodland who's goth <laughs> we, we, we are we are all goth this album knocked me down this album's incredible shit i couldn't stop listening to it i couldn't stop yeah, yeah. Who, who, i turned into a bat who, who had not heard this before? Uh, oh, me, first time this, for me. Uh, f- f- first listen for me. What? Yeah. No, Those I had heard kidding. Sisters of Mercy on like a soundtrack or two, I, I believe. But listen to this oh, end to end, I turned to a little bat and I flew away. Yeah. 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 I, en- it, I ended up in a, in a Denny's uh, eating seasoned fries <laughs> with the uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Kids at 2 a.m. after they got out of the show. <laughs> I got That's a cane and there you. was a sword inside of it. <laughs> Jackson, what happened to you when you listened to this? Um, well, I definitely felt I felt like a bat, and I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> more than more than a bat, I I got into this album um, sometime over the last couple of years over oh, quarantine, nice. actually, mm-hmm. and have not stopped listening to it. Yeah, it has it has it all. It really uh, has it all. Like quarantine yeah. in the past oh, two years, or yes, yeah. Yeah. The past oh years. wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was coming on here thinking you were like like diehard lifelong Sisters of Mercy fan. No, you know, I've always known who they were and have always been curious about them and you know, knew of a couple of songs here and there. That first song on the album, like I had I had definitely heard that one before because it's like Jim such Stein. an anthem. Oh yeah. 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 
But no, I cannot stop listening to this album. So good. I was shocked to find out that both of the singles were Jim Steinman. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah, fucking he, wild. Only he, part partial credit for Steinman. He didn't actually. He arranged the orchestral parts. Uh, okay, the, uh, the, the, the the choral stuff, and it, it's fantastic. But everything else is one hundred percent Andrew Eldridge. Yeah, like, okay. really. Yes, mm-hmm. he he's playing everything. He's writing everything. This is all him. Yeah, like even Patricia Morrison's yeah. not on the album. Yeah, Although she Ian is always on the cover. She, she's on the yeah. cover. Ian has always said that she's there to like look cool. And I was like, no, nah, she's got to do something. And he he always said like, no, she doesn't do anything. But I didn't realize it was literally Andrew Eldritch. Just like, yeah, he just yeah. like cleans house. I was going to say she uh, was previously a bassist on uh, the Gun Club, which was mm-hmm. another, you know, uh, artist that we covered in, in this book. And don't forget uh, Fur Bible. Yeah. And Fur Bible with Kid Congo Powers. Yep. And so she... Uh, he he like really liked her style. He's like, oh yeah, let's let's collaborate, let's do this. And then she, I guess, came over to record. And then she either got nervous or she just had writer's block, but she didn't produce anything. And he he was like, okay, I guess you know I'll just do all the bass parts then. So he just wrote all the bass parts, played all the bass parts, and. Uh, she was still on the cover for some reason. <laughs> she's also in Dominion too. Like she's in the music videos, like dancing around and doing yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, she's so awesome. She's, uh, I don't, I don't care what she does. She's so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm cool. With oh her. yeah, she looks cool as shit. She looks so cool. Dominion is like one of the coolest videos I've ever seen in my life. Dominion. They're in Petra in Jordan. At I know. That, like, like where do you guys move to your video? How about Petra? Like you I know create, what a like, random place. But like Andrew Eldridge has that white suit on and he looks like a straight up fucking like Indiana Jones or like Bond villain. And so and like she's dancing around, too. And it's like I'm so that Ian said that that's what Rami Malek should have been in No Time to Die. Well, all right. All right. All right. Let's talk about Jim Steinman real quick. So apparently Jim Steinman, obviously notorious for meatloaf fame and, and other projects, but I guess Eldridge just he brought him on to get money to produce the album. That was mm-hmm. more of the the thinking behind his collaboration with him is, well, I can get Jim Steinman. If I get Jim Steinman, then Jim Steinman will get the label to give me more money to create this album. And that's exactly what happened. And then he created those two songs. I'm not taking any any credit away from Jim Steinman, but part of the reason he saw he saw him as a vehicle to actually get production money um, for for this album. Birch, I just yeah. found it super interesting that we had Def Leppard like asking Jim Steinman to do a yeah. thing like last last time we talked, and now we have uh, Sisters of Mercy doing the same thing. I, does that make Steinman maybe a producer that you'd want to talk to? So I don't think 100%. he. I, I don't know. I, I think he is smart. He's a very, very smart man that can can produce. Yeah, I think I I would say he's probably more of a collaborator than a full time producer. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he's obviously doing writer. very yeah. well. Yeah, his fucking uh, his choral arrangements on corrosion uh, or this corrosion are ridiculously good. Yeah, like yeah. That, that absolutely. What is that like an eleven minute it, song? 
makes the song. Yeah. Like having it's that. Having lo- it's part. long. Yeah, it's a long one. I just couldn't get enough. Um, it was tough to put this one down. It was just mm-hmm. like a mood. It's like a the atmosphere, like the like it's poppy too. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I, think I just like could not get way. enough of this record. I think that's what Same. what uh takes it out of the the goth. So what pushes it forward is that most most of goth, most of the goth rock that um that comes up is that dark cure stuff. It's, I mean, it's Christian death. It's all sorts of like, uh, really moody and really down tempo things. Um, and I think that sisters of mercy has an element of being pop, but also having very, very goth elements to it that brings a broader appeal because it's, it's like, yeah, it's like dancey. It's dancey. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like Bauhaus doesn't do that. No. I was just gonna say, like it's it's like Bauhaus doesn't bring that. Like Bauhaus is not. We just talked about Depeche Mode and how accessible Depeche Mode is, and like Sisters of Mercy, I feel like could break into that as well in a way that like Bauhaus never really would be able to do that. I was actually thinking about how um, it's like you could compare like Andrew Eldritch to like Peter Murphy, and it's like honestly like tired Peter Murphy is the goth father. And like inspired, it's really Andrew Eldritch. Like he really is like the embodiment of what you think of as like a goth like figurehead, you know? Yeah. I know who I think is cooler, but that's just me. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I think we were probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, I danced around the house to this shit. Like it's yeah. Totally. It's good. Like, um, these are long songs. This is a long record. Um, mm-hmm. It is, but I feel like it never like wore songs. out its welcome. No, no. no. It, it, for for me, it, it it this played the same way that Killing Joke did. Like, okay, it's it, it's this was a missing piece of of my musical vocabulary. But like, it, it's absolutely in that same line as Killing Joke was. I I I don't even know what to do with myself. Um, <laughs> I love that. Like, this is none of this shit's like recorded live. Mm-hmm. I I love that it's all just like early or cobbled together yeah mid 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 80s like uh computer sequencing technologies um a fucking uh akai s900 like sampler a lindrum uh yamaha rx5 like very uh, specific room uh, oh i got them all drum machine dx7 uh juno 106 and uh go fucking ape after that like it's a it's fucking rad man and and like just one shitty yamaha like uh chorus effects processor all you need is like the will yeah (laughs) like we could with the shit that i have in my basement right now if we had the talent we could make a record as good as this it's quite simply it's just uh we don't have this in us got the gear yeah (laughs) I mean, he's a virtuoso, if you think about it. Just just that level of uh, participation with, like, what you're listening to is you're listening to it uh, live. Like, we're listening to Lucretia, My Reflection. Just the fact that someone could be, could have the ability to do, like, multiple instrumental things and sing and, like, write the songs, you know, that's a big deal. You don't really, I mean, I said that, like, last time, like, Martin Gore is Depeche Mode and Andrew Eldritch is sisters of mercy you know it, it might as well just be like a solo act yeah, I, mean, yeah I mean this album kind of yeah, yeah pretty much is we're, 
we're going to talk about George Michael next. And he is absolutely everything that we're saying. Like we, we, we've had, this is, this is three times in a row that we, that we get uh, some, every, everyone fucking doing the thing. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. What's happening in 87. quality of the sound too like it's kind of unreal yeah it sounds fantastic yeah it's really blowing me away because we're talking about we just had where we can a b you know side by side depeche mode and this album and i would have imagined this album you know uh i I mean i know they're shittier yeah well i know they recorded it was a power station new york and some other places but i just imagine from a Someone who's solo, who's maybe doing a lot of tinkering in their own, you know, place that it it, it just wouldn't sound so amazing, so grand. But yeah, obviously yeah. they did. It's, it's grand as hell. Yeah. The whole thing. You 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 don't need a you don't need a guy that did the uh, Tears for Fears record to make yeah. a big sounding record. Turns out, like th- th- I mean, Ben out of hell, dude. No, only on two songs, Kyle. I know. <laughs> only on two. And yeah, he's they like sound, Scott Litt. Yeah. They f- sound insanely big, but everything else is fucking Andrew Elrich. And that's fucking bananas. Absolutely bananas. What do you guys think about the lyrics? Lyrical content. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Me too. Hot take. I'm not necessarily the kind of person that listens for lyrics, unless it's like, overtly offensive to me as the cult was like they're not like that important to me especially with like a goth a goth album i'm kind of like just assuming that they're singing about something that i'm like whatever i'm like yeah they're they're kind of just singing about like apocalypse and the end of the earth and watching it chernobyl disaster the cold war these uh, 80s the 80s yeah. yeah I mean, we hadn't we hadn't broken down the wall yet, and yeah, Reagan of course. and no, Thatch- it makes total Reagan, sense. Yeah, Reagan and Thatcher were a thing, and Chernobyl like just happened. Right, you know, I could totally yeah. get why that would be uh, fresh on the mind. Yeah, of course. But I liked it. I, I thought it was it was perfectly goth in a moody way that that personified that genre, and so I can absolutely understand why people hold this up as like here is the <laughs> Here is like the goth album. Like if we had to select one or two, like it's, it's definitely in the vein of being like, you can point to it and say that, that Mm -hmm. over there. Whereas Bauhaus, Susie and the Banshees, The Cure, uh, Joy Division, those, I guess Joy Division is probably another one you could kind of point to, but they're a little oh, but outside. But you can't really dance to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Because that's, that's maybe. You can dance to level Terrace apart. You can. Yeah, you can. Dance. Maybe. Maybe that's my like hot take about goth music. A huge hallmark of like goth music is it should be danceable. Like to me, like really goth is it? it oh yeah, goth's a dancing huh. subculture. You know, I mean, my sister was a classic like tail, steal my mom's clothes and die in black goth in L.A. in like 1984, and like yeah, like she like that's where all the goths hung out at were like dance clubs. 
at least in LA, but you know, like to me, that's a big hallmark is like, can you dance to it? Solange, I gotta, I gotta share this. In the early 2000s of cell phones, when you could like pay to get like a, a ringtone, but it wasn't an actual sample. It was like in a, some kind of a weird MIDI, MIDI appropriation. Format. Yes, yeah. I, I had I had some of those on my cell phone too, yes. The first one I had was Level Terrace Apart. The second one was Strange Love. Nice. Ooh, which sounded like it's your mom calling what do you mean it's only two dollars sold <laughs> your mom's like you bought how many yeah i well i never it's none of your business mom i'm an adult it's yeah, this is interesting. like all the other bands that you mentioned birch you know those are kind of more like you know, those are more punk bands and, and they're older bands too than Sisters of Mercy, you know, like Susie and Bauhaus and Joy Division. You know, I mean, I think part of what I love about this album is that it doesn't really mess around in that kind of vein at all. Right. It's going for something completely different. Right. Oh, yeah. It's either it's either very introspective and like brooding um, so, sort of what I would say even Nick Cave gets to after the birthday party and, and sure. a, a bit, mm. uh, maybe not bad seeds, but maybe more his more modern stuff of just kind of that brooding, uh, gothic, you know, atmosphere, sure. uh, playing with those things, or it's a complete dance party. Exactly. That's what I love. Yeah. yeah. Like these, these, the, the dancing songs on here are second to none. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say would you say that uh, Andrew Eldritch and uh, like Matt Johnson uh, from the the like are kind of in the same yeah. like uh, category of, of of artists of writers? Yeah, yeah, uh, and fetus. Yeah, Reznor, Killing Joke. Yeah, Just recently yeah. learned yeah. that uh, fetus is not pronounced fotus. Oh my god, Trey, you asshole. Trey, <laughs> Ugh, ruined us. He burned that CD for me like 20 years ago. <laughs> On uh, Andrew's writer, uh, he it provides for two liters of vodka and two liters of something to put in it. Whoa. Where, when Whoa. available, this would be absolute vodka and cranberry juice. The bottle contains, an, uh, he said that people ask him what's in the bottle and he says the bottle contains an equal mixture of the two. Stully and piss. That's right. Ew. I mean, I like a vodka crayon, but damn, Andrew. <clears throat> I also wanted to say something that Kyle might find interesting. Maybe Solange. I don't know. Maybe everybody else. Uh, on a louder <laughs> sound interview, someone asks, so you're happy just to be tinkering away, cut off from the world. And this is in reference to him only producing three albums. And he didn't really, you know, he doesn't like to put things out there unless he really feels strongly about it. He says, look. I love my cats, but I don't take them on walkies so the other people can look at them. Personally, <laughs> if I were George Lucas, I wouldn't have released the last three Star Wars films and the world would have thanked me for not showing them to anybody. I'm not suggesting my work is in that league of awfulness, but you get my point. There's a difference between being a musician and being a pop star. I think that answers your question about how I would define creativity. That's fucking amazing. Wow. Dang, dude. Wow. I, I hear that. Wow. Um, first of all, I love the prequels and they are my favorite <laughs> Star Warses. And uh I will anyone may have about that. What? But uh regardless of how anybody feels about Star Wars, that is I mean, you know what he's saying there. Yeah. I know yeah. what he's yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's 
That's I a, that is that. like, I mean, my bloody Valentine comes to mind. Like that's, I think a very hot take. Cause they came out with that new album and I'm like, you didn't need, I didn't need that. Like I really didn't need that album. Solange, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I, know I laugh. I know you're trolling me. No, I'm not. No, no, it's no. That's fun. like literally. And Phantom Menace is a close second. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Don't feel good anymore. But I'm just saying, like, I, I hear what he's saying. Because a lot, I feel like a lot of bands feel like they have to keep doing that. I don't feel like you need to keep exposing us to your art if you don't feel your art is of quality or yeah. if somebody else is telling you that your art is of quality, but maybe you're dissatisfied with it, you know? Well, they're also just work. They're also trying to work. Right. I mean, probably most people are just, they're just trying to work. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, and I believe he said that he, he was lucky enough to, you know, kind of invest his money and that he is just, you know, has it he he has enough money that he 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 goes on tour sometimes but for the most part he doesn't have to put out new albums and he doesn't feel like he should do that he he has said he had like hundreds of songs they'd written but he's like you don't want to see that that's not what you wow want you know i i'll only put out what i actually you know want people to hear so good on him yeah yeah i agree because you know it's hard when you you know you're trying to you're trying to trying to work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. most a lot of people don't if if they if they if they do consider you know the fact that this you know some of this this new album or whatever is probably going to change how people look at their catalog mm. um you know they choose to put it out anyways and I, I honestly i see both sides sure yeah but i think it works especially well for Andrew and the sisters of mercy, as far as like how this is all played out, you know, it's like three albums, I think. Yeah. He also, the the thing about him too, is he doesn't have to take into consideration that he's providing a a living for other people. Right. I mean, if it's Mm -hmm. him, it's him, you know, true. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really, really good point too. He just hires people when he needs them. Right. Mm -hmm. For, for things. It's not like they have to have a band meeting and everybody wants totally opposite things. Right. you're a fan and you're going to go see them live i mean i don't know i don't know how many like i don't go see shows live very often but it's like there's so many times that an artist is like i'm gonna play something for my new album and i'm like i don't want to hear that oh i I always do yeah oh i i'm sorry (laughs) i beck playing off of sea changes part two i'm like stop it like please play not that no i usually want uh i know that's that's like contradictory but i I came to that realization years ago because I was like, I've always, you know, I've heard your songs. Like if I'm a big fan, if I'm going to the show, it's probably because I've heard your songs a hundred times 
And if someone's like, I want to play this new song, I'm like, yeah, I want to hear how this new song sounds live. I don't, uh, when people dig into the well, it, it drives me kind of crazy uh, because half the time you can see their face and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to play this song I've played a thousand times before. And yeah, there are bands that can, you know, live up to the hype and play it new every night um they're professionals obviously but there's a lot mm-hmm. of bands who don't want to do that they are sick of playing you know whatever their hit was and and just want to do something a little bit different yeah i see that and also yeah, yeah. like you you know if you if you care about artists too and they're like because it's not easy for them either because most people do not want to hear right. those new songs you know so for them to be like like they really put they're putting themselves out there to be like, here's the new shit that I know everybody's gonna go home and talk shit about. <laughs> y- you know? We're listening to Flood 2. Man, this is such a good song. Yeah. So yeah. damn. The only uh, complaint I would have about it is there was really no need for a fade out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love the uh, the sort of acoustic guitar mixed with the with the electronic drums too. Yep. Man. Yeah, somehow this just all comes together to sound so freaking good. Yeah. Can I read you an abbreviated uh, version of Christ Gaz's review of this? Sure. Oh, surely. Uh, oh, all right. Andrew Eldritch's Sepulturary Stentorian Stylings could arise only in a nation where David Bowie is a voice for the ages. C+. Plus. Is that Centurion? <laughs> you serious? Stentorian. Stentorian? Yeah. Okay. Centaur? No fucking clue. <gasps> Centurion? That, like a Cylon? Like a dickhead who went to the thesaurus. I have no fucking clue what mm. Stentorian means. Um, but yeah, C plus on this. And I, I say boo, sir. I say boo too. Boo. What so else? I'm not, this record really rocked me. It rocked, I'm the not fucking, adv- rocked my socks off. Yeah, the the only other thing that I noticed on this, uh, aside from everything being fucking rad, and yeah, Flood 2 is amazing, uh, Driven Like Snow is yeah. kind of like a callback to Gary Newman's like stuff, which mm. I fucking love. And I yeah. think on Neverland, they're use he's using the uh, drum loop from When the Levee Breaks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of Led Zeppelin. A lot of Led Zeppelin in this in this, week. Uh, in this week. Yeah. John Bonham died. Did you just quote uh, Freaks and Geeks at me, <laughs> or did <laughs> you just inform me for the first time that John Bonham? Hey, died? hey, Rom. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Oh no! Forty-one years ago, John Bonham died. For all the uh, ABBA fans, he also covers a uh, ABBA song "Gimme Gimme Gimme" as part of his band set list. Sometimes I love that Black Flag song. Oh no! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I need ABBA some. Song. What do we think of the album? Is everybody on the positive? <laughs> we all good. Yeah. This is this is a yeah. gift from the book. I would yep. not. Yeah, I feel like an asshole for never rocking out. Yes, me too. I one of my favorite albums I've discovered in the last. So good, it's yeah. Little while. Okay, awesome. Yeah, good job. We have we're we're kind of on a streak. I feel like. I think so too. I concur. Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, last albums have been pretty stellar. Okay, next time we'll be talking about George Michael Faith. All right, thanks, y'all.